1: Welcome to the Go Big Redcast, the Husker Fan Sports Show. Welcome to the Go Big Redcast, Matt's Rule Edition. What's up? Back.
0: Hi, buddy. How's it going? How you doing? Oh, great. Enjoying the summer. (laughs) Enjoying all the expenses that come along with the summer and adult life and all that good stuff, so... I'm looking forward to a little conversation about some football and some camp season, uh, things that are cooking,
1: you know. Uh, so yeah, how are things going with you on your end? Uh, you know, I mean, How's the shoulder. Honestly, oh my gosh, shoulder. I'm you know, having PT on that. It injured the shoulder. Uh, Redcasters on Fight my first day, first day of vacation uh, over a month ago, but it's getting better. But like just in general, like we were talking about like we're just going through a little bit of a rough patch in life, just life things happening, yeah, whether a lot it's of life coming at work you. Work or family or or you drove over today in a, a different vehicle. I was yeah. like, Hey, cool, you got a new car. You're like, no, no, the, no, no, no. The one I have is just not the compressor one. <laughs> yeah, just you know, just the AC. And what was interesting is it kind of leads into the conversation that we had talked about maybe having, which was about this off season of well, it's not really the off season of hope. No, it's not really an off season of hype. Seriously, no, but it's no. kind of been off season of fun. It Has been fun. I mean, between <laughs> you can see here on the graphic with Herbie or or there, you know, obviously what Coach Rule has brought in Sims. There, there's Solich getting welcomed on. There, there's some other, you know, they're gonna do a, a camp at Selleck. Yeah, and the and Go Big project is the Go Big, is Big moving project along nicely. And it was like it's actually been a fun off season to be a fan right now. Yeah, there hasn't been some of the. Oh, the lingering well, yeah. you know, pains of the of the previous years. And it's like, so football has actually been a fun thing to fall back on while we've had these other real life things that we all deal with. No, that's exactly it's true. actually been something fun to fall back For on. Sure. And go, hey, wasn't that really cool what, what Coach Rule said or what they did, or this, you know, whatever yeah. it is. There's just been these like series of actual good PR good moments.
0: Yeah, that's exactly true. Because the la like you said, the last few off seasons, it's been a lot of trepidation and anxiety and like we've heard it all before kind of stuff. And so it's hard to get, you you know, we still managed to do it, but it was hard to get hype. But this year it's just been like, like you said, kind of a lot of fun, enjoyable news. I'm, I find myself looking up news more and mm-hmm. finding, you know, it's funny. And I think just kind of going along with your theme, it's like, we're a little snake bit. We're a little scared to get too on board with the with what's happening as far as the news and the, and the messaging that's getting out. But like, but it's more fun. It's more fun just to kind of watch it and just enjoy it. Like, like you said, like when you hear that the team is going to, Kind of go dirt, like a, what do they call that? Uh, the Junction City Boys and just have like that <laughs> one little uh, dorm that they're going to stay in and and focus on camp like that. I love that kind of stuff. I'm mean, like that's a that's the kind of attention to detail and and really focusing in on what you're going to do there. Like that's fun to me. I'm like that's exciting. That's new. Hopefully that stuff works too. And I'm not going to go well. We'll see. I mean, of course, well, we'll see. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know we'll, we'll see. I want us to do better, but I'm like, oh, that's a good idea if we if we're really trying to make. The main thing, the main thing, and we know it's not academics. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, like, get after the football. Really focus in. Uh, knuckle down and do it.
1: I love it. Yeah. Uh, we have a question here, a baseball question here from Kurt already. What's your opinion on Nebraska getting a new pitching coach? I, I think uh, we have – the potential of having hey, Max. I fear, I fear I've misled you. <laughs> Max not the guy. To, uh, the idea that we have Childress already on staff. Uh, I mean, this is about as deep as we'll probably get okay, into yeah. baseball, Mac. I'm but uh, uh, the fact that Childress is already on staff, um, it will be very interesting to see if if he gets that call, or at least how is what that, role he plays, and because he was our, our pitching coach back in the day when we under Van Horn, and I've heard it his likened
0: history. to like the pitching coach is almost like the offensive coordinator. Of a baseball team, I don't know if that's true. Maybe someone's just trying oh, to make it simple for
1: me. Now you're asking, like you're yeah. asking the wrong guy okay. here. Now,
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I know I I know enough about pitching in the in this last season to know that was an issue.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, and, it clears and, day.
0: And I mean, I assume with like football, if if your position group doesn't perform, you're on the chopping block. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm not. I guess I'm not surprised. And you know what? You got to make moves in big time. The investment that Trev makes, and I feel like what we try to do with
1: the fans. Mm. Anymore mediocrity isn't going to be tolerated very yeah. much. Well, and Will Bolt even talked about that uh with Christie, who is the catcher when he played there and and, and longtime friend that was the pitching coach that just okay. was like go. Oh, okay. And and Will Bolt, you know, wished him well and, and, and everything. But look, I mean to your point, if there's an area where if you're clearly struggling and they, they've struggled for a couple years there. So yeah, that's, that's the right. thing, too. You're not just we're not big into just firing guys to fire them, but like, no. look, if it's a habitual thing, if it's a couple of years in a row and, yeah. and things aren't getting corrected, then that's when changes if, happen. If the at analytics anything, tell you, if the analytics you know? say it, but you know, and that's the thing. Like in, uh, in in college baseball, we saw it even this weekend with Iowa, and Iowa makes the regional, and they had great starting pitching, really good starting pitching. These guys went seven, eight innings in, and then they get taken out, and they have the lead, and their bullpen comes in there, and it just blows up on them, and that's how they. It's it, the They lost some games and strangest stuff it's just such a
0: interesting game in, in terms of how you have to manage what arms you put against what bats at what time it's i i'm sure it's fascinating if you like it uh, it's just mm-hmm. to me it's I've never been able to really wrap my head around the theory that much mm-hmm. I'm always like oh you hit the ball far kind of run fast catch and throw mm-hmm. and then, but there's I'm sure there's a lot to do with him like the pitching coach what's he not telling him <laughs> you know like hey throw some strikes and no throw strikes some balls. Stop, don't let him hit it stop throwing balls right
1: what, now you was the last part don't uh, don't let him hit the ball I'm like i don't know how <laughs> <laughs> you're doing uh, it wrong kurt has another question here he is stretching our our husker knowledge and i appreciate this kurt where can they fit 600 more people to break the world record for women's volleyball since they're already at 91,000? um i don't i mean it's a big stadium and it's going to be standing Probably. room only and Maybe like some elevated stages, they could
0: do that, like that, or like a floating stage that they could hover yeah. above. I mean, there's a lot of vertical space
1: and to the be fi- used. and the field. I mean, you, you have the entire Panics. stadium itself, and then the, yeah. I, When I first read that, I actually read it as, "Where are they going to put?" They're fitting like 400 more seats into Vanny for volleyball, oh, and I just beach. found out today from seems like a lot. Yeah, I have a coworker that is a season ticket holder, and he just got an uh, email or some correspondence from the athletic department today about where they're going to be putting them they're going to be putting them up like it you know where the the baskets on those sides i don't know what you call that in volleyball the baseline or whatever sure uh, the serving line whatever it's it's up in up in the far corners of each of those sides so it's like c 4 5 6 and c 11 12 13 something like that but it's it's up there in those areas they're going to add some more seats and so getting you know, as much as I, they can in there that's probably okay i
0: think i think the key to that too would be how good is your how good is your uh, video board game like if you can show the, the match, sometimes just being there is enough for the energy to get to the girls and, and have a good time with that. Like that, I can see wanting to be a part of that, but your sight lines don't – let's not act like those are really good seats. Those are crappy seats to see what's in and out. So like if they're doing a good job with the cameras and the big screens, I, I could see folks having a lot of fun with that. But, mm-hmm.
1: you know, that fan experience is just like what they're trying to do over at Memorial Stadium. It's like mm-hmm. get it right. As Tony says here, uh, it seems pretty obvious. Cancel the concert and use the space to take the stage up. Uh, it's going to be Scotty McCreary. Hey, I, and that is who? What's up, Scotty McCreary? He's a, a country singer. He was like on one of those American Isles oh. or something. And I actually, I, I knew that it was going to be Scotty for, and I told you this a couple months ago because. Did you? Yeah. Well, guy I, I, I know, believe you. A guy I know knows, knows, knows someone. And so anyways. Is um, he local,
0: Scotty McCreary? Is he. Uh, no, but
1: he's, I mean, he sang like a. Uh, he did a star spangled banner here at one of the football games in the past few years and stuff. So hmm. I don't know. I'm sure he'll be good. Well, I meant that's great. He's, but hopefully he's got a small stage. But corner for corner here. He says, I'd love to see Rule out on the road. I thought about putting on some of the high school gear and impersonating a coach. So I could sit on the coaches' conference in Houston. I live here, of course. And I think that maybe that's a good way to get us. So not that we don't love talking about volleyball, not that we don't love talking about baseball there, it's but, just, it's, but just, it's just that people don't love us talking about it. Primarily <laughs> like,
0: hey, primarily
1: we're a football show, morons. right? And we should <laughs> was Max saying it was the offensive coordinator of baseball? That's so stupid. <laughs> we, I'm sorry. We should get to talking a little bit of that. Yeah. Uh before we do, let's quick get into uh some of our sponsors and everything. We have alumni hall, two Lincoln locations. Oh hey, Tony downtown. said he
0: won American Idol. Okay. Oh, was it American? Okay, okay. Did I say that? I, you said a show. I just he was more specific about it.
1: Maybe he okay. did. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> uh, Alumni Hall, two Lincoln locations downtown. Have you been down to the like the South Point Pavilion store? I haven't yet. Yeah, they uh, uh, got the new sign up there and everything like That's that. Nice. And we, we went down there. Uh, I took Alex and we got some stuff oh, about a month or so back. Downtown store looks beautiful. Of course, they've redone that. Is that where's that in uh,
0: relation to like the Grand?
1: Is it the one, is Oh, it, I... it, it would be just across the street to the north from the Grand, okay. right off of All P right. Street, like um, gotcha. where Misty's. I think it's still Misty's misty down there. Maybe just to the west of it, that corner. Um, yeah, so I, know, I know the
0: general you're talking about. Yeah, 1120 yeah, P Street.
1: Uh, pipeline Jerky. Hell Pipeline-Jerky.com. Use Redcast at checkout. Get 10% off. Help supply the pipeline. Yeah. Let's get some NIL into the, to the offensive linemen. Uh, Let's put our money where our mouths are. That's right. We want to run the damn ball. And Redcasters, put your money where our shirts are and Ooh, our Yeah, <laughs> right there uh shane and laura smack and smooch out there in elwood and They're
0: really fine shirts too i like the fit i like the mm. they're breathable i get a lot of compliments on these
1: absolutely use the qr code there you can find them at smack and smooch facebook and twitter and in our descriptions on social media we have links to our store smart um all right so let's talk about the off season of fun the off season not, of fun. Not, and i want to go back to that graphic for a second because because who's it was really we were thinking through this mac yeah. you, you and i kind of went through it it was like it's the off season of hope. It's like no, 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 not not really. Hope sounds too desperate. I feel yeah. like it's not the off season of hype. That was that's that's, that's and that was 2019 for that's a, sure. And that's a great point. That's yeah. uh, Colorado Colorado's right now. Colorado's all is about hype. the hype right now. And but really, this is more about the off season of fun. Yeah. I I, I still, for us too. I, I still the players, run in for us. Yeah, I run into very few people, Husker fans, right now that are really upset about what the current regime is doing. No. Okay, Uh, you know, it's still going to be and we're going to get a little bit later. We're going to talk about some recency bias. We're going to talk about maybe some expectations that we have. But in general, I mean, no one's happy with the four and eight that we just came off of. But that also feels like 10 years ago now. I mean, there's been so much between then and now.
0: If there's if there's one nice thing about a coaching change, it's the lack of attachment you have to the previous season. You know, except for the Iowa win, which is just kind of fun to just, it's fun to cherry pick that, but yeah, no, we totally will cherry pick. That. But, but, but you're right though. Cause none of the, none of the, forgive me, but none of the analytics matter for this year from last year. They just don't, they just don't equate because you don't know what they were being told to do how they were performing it. Now the philosophy is a little bit different. So like the chains are off. Like we don't know what we got as a team. We just know that, or hope that that to, and are happy at the idea <laughs> that our coaches are putting these guys in the right position to do something totally
1: different. Mm-hmm. You know, Jim in Minnesota, he says here, the best part of the offseason now with the rules it, is I no longer have to worry about things, that, and that feels so good. And I think there's a lot of truth right. there. The It's the idea that, you know, the that it, we've heard this before. It's the adults in the room, right? Yeah. So there's an adult elite leading things. But also you said when you have that regime change, all those stats that come along with it. Hey, we lost six straight times of this, right. or we lost this main Can't time win the close game. Yeah. Like, our head coach has this record and he needs to go 24 and over the next two years gosh. to get back to 500 or whatever that, whatever right. the status, right. It starts over right now. Right. And it is. A, yeah. And, and when I think about this, this off season of fun, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's them starting with Trev mm-hmm. listening who's to a fun guy. Who's a fun guy. We're all having fun with Trev and, that they're listening to what the fans want. So whether that starts with, you know, Herbie being back or or Solich coming back, um, one of the things – that's stuff that fans want to see. Then you have things that, you know, I think we want to see. Old school people like us want to see us getting under center and – and you know, having a having a mobile QB that can run the ball. We want to take a green jersey, you know, off the quarterback in practice, throw a fullback out there. Let's yep. get physical. Let's win, uh, let's let's win the line of scrimmage, those yep. kind of things. And to see this staff really attacking that. And then what I really want to kind of touch on here is just the news here this week that Selig Dorm, they're gonna they're gonna go old school. Yeah. Selig dorm that that's where Devaney, when Osborne came here and asked to be just a part of the program in the first year of Devaney, Devaney said, well, I don't have a position for you as a coach, but I've got these rowdy guys out there in Selleck, these rowdy players, and I need somebody to kind of be a TA and just you know oh, live right. there and watch that's them. Right. Yeah, and he right. sends Osborne out there, and, and that's that's the start. And Osborne did a good job with that that kind of remedial position, and that was enough to, to move him along, get him into being a GA eventually, cool. and then becoming a position coach, working your way up. Yeah. And here we are in 2023, in the years of of NIL and – big money and transfer portals yep. and all that. And rule says we need to build a team. Yeah. And the best way to do that is let's get all the coaches, the players, we're going to be living in Celic for, for those two weeks during the, the yeah. time of camp where we don't have the full team where we just have the one Oh five.
0: Yeah. You know, it reminds me. Wh- one of the things I like about the staff is the, the through line seems to be very consistent with these guys. Um, it's, it's about, you know, accountability it's about execution it's about attention to detail and there's and there's harken and they harken back to some of the traditional football things that i think especially in this day and age where everything is changing so fast it's Mm -hmm. hard to know it's hard to even keep up with college football but there's certain things that we know we just love about it right Um, one of the things that uh, satterfield talked about was when we huddle like that's when leadership moments happen Mm -hmm. is it within the huddle Right. Like that's yeah. a That's like, how can you possibly become a leader if you're just reading signs and, and making motions on the, and like everybody calls a play. You don't have a moment to talk to your guys about what's next. Yeah. It's kind of, to me, it's within the same uh, vein of that to, to like get a whole dorm for your team for the, for the off season, like to really, you know, struggle through the heat and, and, and all that jazz of like fall camp together like no separation like you're going to be housed with each other you're going to learn about each other you're going to grind together and that's when growth and and hopefully greatness comes out of that but it's like but to me that's like that's in keeping with what they were saying you know like okay that's that's exactly like what the huddle is Mm -hmm. There, there are old school things about football that need to be maintained especially college football in my opinion because the game is changing so fast i'm like we're we're rapidly approaching this nfl model that i don't know maybe it works in the long term for money and everything but i don't know that i love it you know a lot of traditions are being lost along the way but like it's some of the greatest things about football are just those moments in the huddles with the guys and in mm-hmm. those moments in fall camp with the guys. Like that's how you and I met and we became good friends. like mm-hmm. hating running to the practice field from SCOTUS, you know, and ruining our new cleats on the first day <laughs> on like three and a half blocks of cement, you know, but like, but you remember that forever. And that's how teams grow and come together. And I think it's not lip service. You know, this is this, mm-hmm. it's just like when it's not lip service to say, we're going to hit the quarterbacks. During during practice, no. they did, And they do it. Yeah. And
1: it's not lip service to say we want to be a developmental program when part of being a developmental program is bringing the team together, mm-hmm. develop the teamwork, develop the, the relationships with the coaching staff. I, I brought up this tweet here that I sent out yesterday. That it's, so yesterday it was June 5th. And so far this month, Coach Rule and staff have hosted nine visitors last weekend. They ran a camp on Sunday in Lincoln. They flew to Texas. They attended an NIL event with the 1890 initiative down there in Texas. They helped run camps uh, yesterday and today, Monday and Tuesday, down there in Texas. When Trev Albert said he wanted grinders, this is what he meant. Go big red. And I think there's so much truth to that. And, well, not only because I wrote that, but there's a a lot of truth to that. And the thing that I like about it, it is, this goes back to Jim's comment, too, that there's somebody running the, the show is that, it's the perfect blend. Rule has so far been the perfect blend of new school and old school all at yeah, the same time. Right. Look, it it is one thing to be a Husker fan for us to just say throw a fullback out there, get under center, and just pound guys for four yards and get back to where we were in 1995. It right. doesn't work like that. This is a different age. Uh, you know, for all those people that said get your you know Husker fans stop living in nineties, you're right. It's a it's 2023. We have to play with a different mentality. And so we have a head coach out there who values nil. Who value yep. so much so they flying Hot, down to Texas to talk point. with the, the the 1890 initiative and the collective people and the, and the fans and the supporters that are supporting that. He absolutely buys into that. He is supportive of the transfer portal, oh, yeah. incoming and outcoming. He's playing in today's world. Yep. And at the that's same so, time, yes, at the same time that he can do that, that he, he's doing the new, the new school game, he also embraces certain old school things. Uh-huh. That's why. I don't just let go of the green jersey thing. I don't let go of the fullback right. thing. I love the idea of going into a dorm. We haven't seen that. Right. I, I don't know when the last time. I don't know if Osborne even did that at times. I don't know. You know, they, literally, they said they went all the way back to like the uh, oh the the Camp Curtis days of you know like the Bill Glassford. They used to take them the players out to Curtis, Nebraska, to the Ag College, and it was kind of the Junction Boys of of Nebraska's day, but not in a good way. I mean, guys would just. Well, the Junction Boys times. wasn't good either. Different times. There were guys that that quit the team. They just they yeah. took a car down to to McCook and got on a train and and trained back. And they just said, "We're done. You know, yeah. we're not doing that kind of stuff." You it, know, they
0: were, it was a different. It was, it was a different time. It was a different it time. A different
1: time. But it's this new school and old school. You know, it's funny the guys together. that quit
0: were totally looked down upon too, and they were probably just like, you know, no, actually, they're abusing me. You know, it's literal abuse. Hey, pussy. <laughs> no, but some things for the some things for the better have changed for college football but it's like what you said mm-hmm. he's all about recovery he's all about the sports science he's all about that but he's also all about we still have to be tough we still have to be able to play a tough man's yeah. game and 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 that's what you do
1: i mean Buffs nation says rules using prime's blu- uh, blueprint well done actually we're not saying that at all Buffs nation in fact everything we just said or things he's not be doing a
0: real account there's uh, no way buff nation well, tuned buffs, into our i mean show. buff's
1: nation oh no he's sh- he's tuned in a number of times before what But Buffs nation I didn't see goofy padded helmets at, at spring practice. I well, saw guys getting or JV tackled. Or JB guys. I saw real football being played during spring ball. So Buffs Nation, I appreciate you watching us. And, I, you know, it's it's great that uh, that you can tune in during the offseason for us. But that's not what we're saying. No. In fact, what we're saying is what Nebraska is doing right now is unique. I haven't seen. In fact, when Nebraska got done with spring ball, and you and I, we got done watching the spring game, and then we'd go and we'd watch some of the other spring games. We watched Wisconsin's. And they've got a new staff in there yep. and Wisconsin's got a quarterback in a Green Jersey out there, you know, throwing the ball with no rush coming oh. on him. It's not real football. So I love it. I love when what it is. I love when people critique our spring game. Mm-hmm. Oh, it didn't look good, or or we had these turnovers and all this. And I'm like, we played a bunch of guys. Yeah, they played real football. Sure. Some of those guys we knew weren't even gonna be around yeah. when the game was done, but they still played real football, real tackling. Yeah. Real and the quarterback looked good, and the and the quarterback who's going to be playing, yeah, he looked, and the quarterbacks who are going to be playing. I yeah. thought Harbour looked good for what we wanted him to do. Purdy looked good, dude. I you can't look at that performance and hate
0: Jeff Sims' performance.
1: <laughs> yeah, I you know. Jim, Colorado has fans. Nah, they
0: just have a bunch of burners.
1: <laughs> Anthony, if he was using Prime's blueprint when he have told to over half the team to leave. Yeah. and I think that's a, that's a great point there too, Anthony. Is exactly. that? You know, part of the blueprint was to let the process play out. Let's be a developmental program, and being a developmental program meant that we had over a hundred players on this team. Yeah. Up until the very end of the semester, we still don't fully know. We haven't uh, been told exactly what players have you know have agreed to leave or left under sure. whatever the the circumstances was were. But we know that they got down to eighty three. Right. To the point where then they offered Bullock and uh, Borkercher. Which I really like that idea anyway, and I want to circle walk ons becoming scholarship guys. I don't think Prime's doing
0: that. Well, and I want to circle back to to Colorado for just a just a second. I don't really care what he's doing in Colorado. I think that actually might be the right move for Colorado. Yeah, I just don't think it's it's apples to apples comparison. So when I say that I'm happy we got Matt Rule versus Dion, that's not to that's not to shit on Dion. Like Dion's going to do fine, and I think maybe that attitude is probably what they need out in Colorado, but. But like some people are just like, yo, we missed our opportunity with him. Like he would not have fit here; it just wasn't going to work. So I don't wish Dion any negative success except for when they play us. Uh, I and his what I loved about him as a player, and I loved Dion Sanders as a player. One of my you, one you of my did. top you five did. guys ever as a player. He's a little brash as a coach. That might work in today's and, day. and so There's might- no way to know yet how he's going to translate. But if I, I do feel like if you give him enough time, he will eventually attract enough good talent that they will be a decent team it just dion is presents a different package than rule and colorado is a is a program that is more susceptible to that kind of change than nebraska would be we're very traditional we're blue blood y'all i'm sorry it's it that's what it matters And, and And dion it might be great for them i just negative talk about him is just mostly fun and
1: fodder because we're going to play them. I don't really actually have any ill will. Yeah. I mean, you just said we're the blue blood. So look at this. You know, we did the off season of hope. Nope. Hype, we, we crossed that out, and then we said hype is what Colorado's doing. Mm-hmm. And actually, we don't, I don't even mean that in a negative way towards Colorado right now. I don't either. They are a one-win they program. They were a one-win program a year ago that had a, a thousand, two thousand people show up at their spring game. They needed some hype. They needed something rebuilt. You know, Dion's made a career on hype and cashing in on that hype. And, and he's been able to immediately do that there. Again, not what was needed at, at, not at, all. at Nebraska. Not at all. Nebraska had a lot of issues, close losses, and, and, just some, I think some fundamental things we need to get the details down. Right. Yep. <clears throat> and, and, uh, but one of the things that you've noticed rule hasn't had to do is as, as good of a job as he's done being an ambassador for the program and going around the state and doing a lot of great things. He hasn't had to go out and solicit fan support that no. it's there. The, no. the support is there. No. And I mean, he stepped right into it. He knew it right away. Yeah. It's like, Oh my gosh, you know, this is, he, he's, he's a Penn state guy, his wife, you know, him and you know, that they, they have experienced blue blood kind of, you know, program too. And yet they come here and I mean, it's apparent that, that the amount of attention that they get here, I mean, it's, this is Nebraska, you know, and at the end of the day, it doesn't even
0: really matter who presented what first it's who who's winning games. Like Dion will be looked at as a genius and forever be a, have a style that people might try to copy if they're good right away. If rules good right away, we're going to live everything he ever did. I mean, it just matters. Like we just got to win. There's several ways to skin a cat. It just at Nebraska, there is there has to be some concession to the fact that, and I'm going to say it again, we're a blue blood program that re- and that requires doing things at a different level of. In Nebraska, you have to think in terms of program. Mm. To me, it just seems like with Dion, it, it the program is sort of the coach is the face of it, and I that would never really work here. You know what I mean? It has to be the program first, not the face of the coach and all his brash statements and changing uniforms and stuff like that. That's, that's Oregon stuff. That's, that's
1: where where you're trying to be in some ways above the program. You're trying to make it more about, well,
0: it's, you know, and that's, that's fine to kind of break on the scene and become a new power. I'm not saying that's wrong either. I'm just saying we're already a blue blood. We have, we have a different way we have to do this. And the best part is that Trev, um, and Rule both understand that, I feel like. I mm-hmm. think they, they know exactly what I'm talking about. So it's fine that they've got Dion. It's great that they have Dion. It, it, it brings a lot of hype to that
1: contest. And when we beat them, it'll be fantastic. Yep. It's going to taste so good. It'll taste very good. Uh, Mike it's Delaware. But, buffalo. Yeah. Speaking of tasting good, the No Block, No Rock podcast at Nebraska Brewing Company. There's Mike Delaware uh, and Mac the Goat. Okay, so you're the Goat. Now, I'm literally sitting right here, Mike. Really nice to see I'm sitting right next to him. So,
0: but it says Mac, though.
1: <laughs> you could argue when former uh head coach uh, frost got hired he had similar tendencies in flash absolutely mike and yep he did it from the point a different perspective from from dion um dion is a newcomer to colorado scott was coming home mm-hmm. and bringing some of that same flash and i'm gonna change the the tunnel walk music and i'm I, but it, he, but he it was brought more a lot like of
0: that from florida though like he in Oregon, that, all that cat that, ca- well that's true that too, background yeah.
1: but it was coming back to it's like this alumni coming back to fix yeah. things and which is a different whole different thing well, than totally. maybe in maybe in colorado maybe it's more refreshing that it's not some alumni guy that somebody that has some it's funny though because it,
0: it's very similar the way they embrace him is almost like an alumni sure he just he just has that kind of magnetism that That's hard. He's Deion's really unique as a head coach, as a first-time Power Five head coach, because he is a Hall of Fame player, and he, and but he was also always kind of a hired gun, even as a player. Like he went to San Francisco, win a Super Bowl. Went to Dallas, win a Super Bowl. But he kind of cut his teeth in Atlanta, like you know. So he was never like a one-program person anyway. It's it's kind of crazy. And Colorado treats him like he's Cordell Stewart or Rashawn Salam or something, you know.
1: Uh, we got some questions here from Matthew here. Which game this season has the most potential to become rules first signature win? We might get into some of that to talk a little bit later. I'll, I mean, I it could be the first two. Minnesota's mine right away. I mean, that's – I mean, well, get, get it knocked think, out of the way.
0: Don't you think a Colorado one would be signature – I mean, could you have – you could have back-to-back
1: signature wins, honestly. Well, if you, if you start – You two, win a conference
0: you, and then a non-con, both
1: power five out of the gate. If you start 2-0 out of the gate with two away games – yeah, two two away
0: games, two power five wins. Mm. That's what? Jesus.
1: I mean, can imagine
0: that. We, we never had even close to that momentum in the last
1: six years that weren't oh, so fun. Momentum. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about those six years in a second, too. All right. Uh, before we do that, though, we got a little bit of recruiting talk. All right. Uh, Michael Burt, uh, tight end hey, from bro. Omaha Creighton Prep. He uh, also has just kind of blown up here in the last nice. day. Yeah. And he had some group of five offers, I think, like Miami, Miami of Ohio. But then last. This last weekend, he went to a camp. I guess in St. Louis. Okay, we were not at this camp. It's a camp we've traditionally gone to. We weren't see, at this camp w- this year. Okay, and it and as you can tell, this it wasn't because the staff wasn't doing anything. We already said what they've been doing in June, sure, so they sure. were busy. Yeah, it's, it's, you can't be everywhere. It, always. Can't be everywhere. Um, Iowa was at that camp. Iowa brought him in. Uh, uh, worked him out. Iowa was the first offer within hours. You see, look Illinois. At, you see, look, Minnesota. Look you see,
0: Nebraska. Look at Iowa just be in Iowa.
1: Who do they put on the, the fan? fan. It's just such an extra
0: unnecessary dig. It's almost like they're pissed off for losing the West last year because we beat them. I don't know. I get it. Uh, it's fine.
1: What <laughs> no, what it is though? That's I pretty, mean, that's pretty good. That's a good move. Yeah, it is it, a good move. Well, it, that, or, it's or, like, oh, hey, you're from Nebraska and you want to be a really good tight end. Look at this guy. Well, yeah, I mean, Iowa, they, you know, tight end you, and they certainly had success putting tight ends out there. But in general, <laughs> what it what it is is it's a. This goes back. I, I want to go to the next slide because it, we had to in a fun way, I never, I never hesitate to update, update this graphic. I love updating this graphic right or adding to this graphic is that we now have 10 in-state offers already out for the 2024 class. And I don't envision this stopping. I, there could be no, more. I mean, mostly sure. there's going to be more players that are going to get chances when over the course of the summertime with summer camps. And as you get to their season and, and seniors that step up and, and play great. But as of right now, I think this is an update from the last time we did a show, Mac, because I think Danny Kalen was still – yeah, because the the last time you and I did a show was uh, the day that Rayola committed to Georgia. So uh, Kalen was still on the the committed elsewhere list. We had one guy committed and three guys elsewhere committed and then all these other uncommitted guys. Mm -hmm. Anyways, Daniel Kalen is obviously now a a Husker, the the quarterback. And we've got Ashton Murphy, uh, Elkhorn South. Committed elsewhere, Eric Ingwerson, uh Papeling Levison. If anybody watching, Jim in Minnesota, I know you're watching, you would know this. Is Eric, do you know if Eric officially if he's officially staying with Pitt? Like I, I haven't kept up on if, if he he I know he was gonna do like a oh a visit here, but I don't know if he I, I've been reading both things. I didn't know if he stuck around Pitt. So anyone that knows that, Jim, if you know that, feel oh, free to put that in the what? comments. Just before then, we go
0: any further though. These two I am pointing, but no one can see what I'm actually pointing at. But sure, but the committed elsewhere, short of especially with the in state guys, that is all subject to change, in my opinion. So, they, you can wait on some of these guys, and if they see a turnaround in the season, I really feel like a lot of things could shift.
1: Oh, I mean, but, things can shift up until the second assigning day. Facts. Um, it, okay, so yeah, by dude. the way, uh, Mike. He talked about PJ Flex having a
0: very punchable face, but which face? His old face or his new face? So wait, okay, here's a poll question. Which face was more punchable for PJ Flex, old PJ Flex face or new PJ Flex face? I almost say old PJ Flex face. For some reason, it was more annoying.
1: <laughs> I love that. Uh, back to Jim. Yeah, uh, yes, he's been pretty, pretty vocal in his pit Twitter activity. Um, I I thought that was the case. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate that. Uh, So, Eric, at least up to this point. But I think to your point too, Mac, nothing is settled. Nothing's final until you sign in December anyways. And there's – I I think a lot of recruits are like
0: us. Like, well, let's see what happens. Well, It might be really cool. I'd love to go to Nebraska if I felt
1: like they were going somewhere. And we were saying that a year ago right now about Malachi Coleman. And for all the obvious reasons, Malachi Coleman, who had offers from Georgia and all the best of the best schools – and he sat there and he said, "I'm not. I don't want to commit. You know, until I kind of get a chance to see how this thing looks." Mm-hmm. That was a year ago, and and it didn't look good. Mm-hmm. But he liked what what Mickey was doing, right? And that yeah, was yeah, enough to get him to commit right. when Mickey was the interim. And then you know things happened there, and he he decommitted, but he still give another give the new coach gives rule chance, and he ends up committing. And so the point is, I mean, in in any more of the way with recruiting. We put down these guys in Nebraska. I hope they stay. I think they will. I don't have any reason to think that, that Kalen or Murphy wouldn't the guys that are committed elsewhere. I think there's chances we can get them back. And then I see six uncommitted over here on the right side. But the main, the main thing about looking at this is just that they're not, they're not slow playing. No, they're getting, they're getting these offers out there. And I'll go back to what we said the last show. And I think this is even with Michael Burt. This is a good example with him. A lot of these things, Do I love it that, that Iowa worked them out last weekend and and we weren't at that one camp and and that they offered before we offered, of course, at the end of the day, I mean, my, my kind of steadfast rules, I always want Nebraska kids being offered by Nebraska first, but I also said the last show that I think this is going to take a full cycle recruiting cycle for us to get kids in now, get, get juniors of this year, incoming juniors of this year, get them into your camps this summer watch them, recruit them during the football season, evaluate them. And so by this time next year, we shouldn't be seeing guys getting offered. If we're, if we want to offer a Nebraska kid this time next year, we should have already offered. It would be be nice to see this staff
0: as opposed to another team coming in and making the first offer and then recruiting blowing up. It'd be nice to see. Uh, It'd be when this staff offers a Nebraska kid, then his recruiting blows up because they know that the evaluation has been done properly and and Nebraska is taking it seriously. And I feel like to me, that's what this staff is doing by getting around and doing these camps and and really going to evaluation. It's it's hard for me to be too critical about what they're recruiting this year because I know what kind of the the cycle is so quick. And when you've been gone rule, hasn't been out of, football but he's been out of college football so sure. like your, your 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 recruiting ties you know how deep they are. that's how important these camps are is because you need to set the tone by sophomore year and some of these guys juniors and others sure you're gonna get the you're gonna get the late blame late blooming seniors and maybe that's where we make hey this year but it's just kind of hard to do so for me it's like not even maybe next year but two years down the line if we're winning a little bit, if we're winning, you know, we go to a bowl game and we win eight wins the next, and like you really start to see it build on each other. We we get so impatient, and for for good reasons. But I think the way this staff is building things and the way the rule builds things, the real the real uh, harvest is going to be three years down the line. That, it, that's when we're going to be really good. Now we might have some moments in between time, and the recruiting or the transfer portal allows for some of that. But but again, I I heard a. Uh, Sean Callahan uh, interviewing Garrett McGuire. And it was just like, they say things, a few things when they talk about recruiting, they talk about length and speed and they talk about being a developmental program. They want to see your athleticism and then they feel like they can create football players out of you, but that's going to take some time, you know, and it just does. So uh, part of it is winning the games you should win. Part of it's kind of winning your non-con which they can do, I think, with the t- talent we have. But it would be interesting to see in a few years how good this team – or how this team does look. Not how good it is, but but—but I think in three
1: years you're like, okay, I have mm-hmm. a
0: really good feel for how this staff is doing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was – Jim was saying the same thing here, that uh, Michael Burt, uh, he worked uh, the Linderberg camp this weekend. I think that was down in St. Louis, where Fleck and abdul Hodge, Iowa, they were at and they got to see him work out. Nebraska was hosting official visits this weekend not the camp. Again, I think some of this gets – June is so busy. Well, and I I just think, I think from an in-state recruiting perspective, give this staff a full cycle. Mm. Give them a chance to get through recruiting players, uh, you know, in advance to where I don't, I'll be totally honest with you, a year from now, I'd be a lot more annoyed than I am right now. Yeah. If I saw yeah. another team coming in, offering our kids right. before that, like, I mean, Jim, you and I had conversations a year ago. I know. I remember you being frustrated for all the right reasons reasons with like a guy like McIntyre from Fremont who eventually you got offered by Oklahoma before Nebraska. It's like, how are, yeah, how are we so going into year six at that time? Year six of frost. How are we not offering? Right. You Know or year five of for us, I'm sorry, but how are we not offering an in state kid before you know Oklahoma well, comes in and identifies them? That's the kind of stuff, and that, two, like, that not- I'm not concerned with, with rule doing. I mean, this is what rule right now we're seeing 10 offers right now from rule, uh, uh, you know,
0: as is. Well, and then my thought was too, okay, let's say in year two or year three, we are not offering that guy, well, then at least we should it'd be nice to be able to understand why like, okay, we're saturated that position. Maybe he doesn't quite meet the criteria. Yes. He's from Nebraska, but he doesn't like, at least it makes sense why we didn't necessarily hit sure. a guy, But sometimes it just doesn't even seem to make sense. Like mm-hmm. why we're not recruiting this guy. If it's a position of need well, and,
1: and he's within the borders and, he, and when and he we,
0: checks the boxes athletically size, wise and a
1: good player, this is, this is the development side, a good player physically I almost get away unless it's a quarterback, shorter quarterback position. The need doesn't matter so much to me because if you're a good player, if I'm looking at at Mike, if I'm looking at Michael Burke, and he's 6'5, 226, Yeah. He might be that tight end. And, but maybe we don't need him at tight end, but he might be a defensive end. We just saw that with, um, oh my gosh. I'm AJ. Yeah. Rollins. Thank you. Rollins. You know, they, they moved him around that way. And (laughs) I mean, you know, if the kid comes, if, could be a great wide receiver, but that's not a position of need. Well, you know what? He might be a defensive back. I look at you know Caleb Benning right now. I love that idea. As an example, I don't I know. It. Benning could be a great safety. He could be a he could be a corner. He could be in. he could be a wide receiver. He could be a slot. He could be a running back guy. The way I mean, look at what they're doing with the guy like uh oh uh the fullback <laughs> that, that they put in that from, fit, from, um, from the oh, wide uh, receiver. Bonner Bonner. Yeah. <laughs> oh dang it, man. <laughs> I did um, a terrible job of reading you too. I'm like, oh I'm Janovich, oh, I'm oh I'm like just going through these stupid names. Matt's rule, uh, tell all the followers here right now, Matt's rule is we get together, we have a couple drinks, we just talk about life in general, we talk about cars breaking down. And by the time you have a couple drinks, then... one large one, sorry. Generian Bonner. There we go. Goodness gracious, my my brain. And it's really helpful having you guys following along and answering some of our questions for us. So I really do appreciate that. that. Thank you very much. But I just, in general, I brought this recruiting stat up here just to show that, you know, we are... The numbers are impressive. I mean, this is ten in-state offers, double-digit in-state offers for the second straight year. I don't see that slowing down with Nebraska kids. I don't even want to have the argument anymore. Discussion that are we more talented than we were before? You know that that's a that's been a thing in the past. I don't care. Fine, we're more talented. If that's what we are, we are. Mm. I will say we've always had the talent, but I just I like the I appreciate the fact that it's being identified, it's being offered and we're going to have big-time schools coming in to, to recruit our kids, that's fine. We need to compete against them, and and, and we need to not slow play and, and be behind. I don't think the staff's going to be guilty of that yeah. moving forward, but I do think I'm really interested to see the staff once it has a full cycle under it.
0: And, and I also think it, it would be nice if we're doing a good job of developing that the, the in-state players, so we do get hit a little bit, yeah. you know, like the, – the, I'm not going to call any individual players' names out, but there have been some Nebraska guys that we have got some higher-ranked Nebraska nice. guys that we have got that haven't done as well as maybe we thought they were going to. Certainly, no into like a Noah offense kind of level of performance. Now, the Iowa fan out there is going to say this because you guys don't develop worth the shit, and I can't even argue that. But like that can't be the, that can't be true anymore. Like that can't no. be the case anymore. It can't be that we lose a guy and, and he gets better because he went to a better developmental program. That can't be no, true anymore. No, we've got to be the best at that. Yeah. And well, so, and I feel like that's at least on paper and the, and the words they're saying, that's what we're turning towards being the, the, the better developmental program and keeping the, in the in-state
1: talent here so we can do that. So go ahead. No, on. no. I, I think that is a perfect segue into this. I want to have a discussion on Recency bias. Okay. And it, it seemed like a good time for there's a couple of, of uh just timely years that are coming up here that I wanted to talk about and it just it mathematically fit well to have this discussion. Um there are fans out there that are that think in some them being Husker fans, some being fans of other programs that like to troll us right now, but that we you know we're snake bitten, we're not it stop thinking about you're not going to be back to where you were before. Whatever. Let's define what that is in this Mm -hmm. conversation. But you're not going to get back to where you were. The 90s were that. And uh, there's a lot of, I think, recency bias that goes on. We are hitting right now. We just got down with 25 years of post-Osborne football. So Osborne was here for 25 years. And now it's been 25 years since Osborne uh, coached. That's been a total of 50 years. That's 50. 25 plus 25. Uh, We have the coaches here during that time frame. There's Frank and there's Callahan, Pelini, Riley, and of course, it's, Frost. It's, yeah. That built that up. Look at that. Look <laughs> at that. Five
0: coaches, man. Who'd have thought, you know, when I was growing up, it was one coach. Same for you, obviously. Sure. It was one coach until my adulthood. It was like one coach. And then since my adulthood, five
1: more coaches. Well, it, and it's the, since my the, kid's birth. It was that stability. Right. Yeah. And, you know, People want to focus so much on the last six years, and I totally get it. We have done the Redcast since April of 2017. Uh, Our first show is three months after our last bowl game. We are well aware of the last six years and what the last six years have meant in terms of losses, in terms of not going to bowl games. We're well aware. And yet, it's amazing to me. I'll have really smart analytical people come up and and want to talk to me. I'm just too emotional about things. But it's amazing how short, Minded six seasons is in the grand scheme of things. Okay. Um, you know, as they bring up this stat here, and I want to thank the, the good folks at Arbitrary Analytics have been helping me out with some stats here. Um, I'm going to take this. That's little, a great name, yeah. I'm going to take this little graphic off. Hey, I'm the just
0: going to well, chat them through this. I'm going to go reach some uh,
1: refreshments. Oh yeah, go gonna, get your go get get, ankles, But okay. I can hear you. Well, yeah, you this just listen. You content. listen. You listen to me. You and go. Hon- this is this is honky time. <laughs> um, so basically. You know, it's the last six seasons. We've we've done some losses. But let's look what happened over the last 60 years. So six seasons is one-tenth of that. Ten percent of the last 60 years, college football programs with 500-plus wins. Nebraska's sitting right there fourth. So we have this graphic up there for people listening uh, later. Uh, Alabama's had 591 wins since 1962. Ohio State's had 570. Oklahoma's at 557. Nebraska's at 551. You go all the way down to 532 is Georgia. Now, we understand what trend lines are and the way that we've been winning and the way Georgia's been winning. If things don't change for us, Georgia could catch up with us in just a couple of seasons, and that is a problem, and that's what the last six years are. We are not denying at any point what the last six years have been. But from a a macro level, the last 60 seasons of Nebraska football, there's a lot of seasons to go off of that uh, would show that Nebraska – you know, it, in our rightful place where we should be is right up there winning the nine, ten games a season. Now, someone will sit there and say, well, but that's going back. you got to go back further in six years. you got to go back to the Osborne era. Well, I would look at even the, the 19 seasons just prior to that. Back. Exactly
0: that, yeah. Okay? I
1: mean, again, we're talking about – this isn't a small sample size. 19 years of post-Osborne football. Okay. We went through multiple coaching staffs that's during this time. Is. And and we, we had, you know, all kinds of, uh, you know – Poor decisions, I would say, <laughs> made during this yeah. time period, and still during a nineteen-year period, you'll see us at number fifteen there as the fifteenth winningest program from nineteen ninety-eight to two thousand sixteen. Seems all right. Okay, that that was five years into Wait, the Big and, Ten, and, and
0: that's all of college football.
1: That's all college football. Or, that's or all, at least all Power Five, or even
0: non-Power Five. Um, Boise State, Boise five. State's number one. So, so fifteen. Yeah, despite what we would probably call, yeah, we thought that not the greatest th- stretch ever.
1: Th- this this freeze frame graphic here in time. We were the 15th winningest program in the prior 19 years. That's what we, when we got the the red cast together, that's fresh in our mind at that time. Okay. And we would have told you anybody on day one, we would have said, wow, we are getting off of the, you know, this has been 19 rough years since Osborne was in charge. Well, that, that was with the 15th winningest program, 167 wins.
0: 167 Seven wins, wins from 98 to 2016. That is. And that's good for 15th in all of college, college football, football so, nationally. So you know what that says to me? Blue blood. Well, I mean, even in, in even in some of the worst trenches, and I know the next six years aren't
1: are significantly worse. Yep. Terrible. They, they, I mean, we know, look, we aren't sugarcoating what the last six years were. No, we but are. is important, too. I think that's that's what this is about. It is that so much and focus. and perspective. And it's, well, it, perspective. it gets back to the, the graphic of recency bias, especially in this world of this Twitter world that we're in right now. There's so much focus on the last six seasons. For sure. Nebraska can't get back to this because you haven't beaten this right, team in right, six right, right, years or yeah. seven years or I eight know. years. The, Nebraska hasn't done this in six years. Yeah. well, oh, I mean, I get it. It's been six years. Sure. It has. And, you know, one of the things that has to happen is you have to hire the right person to get you out of that. Um, to,
0: and not just the right part. It, 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 you're right. But it is never just one person. It's several people. And the leadership is important. Oh gosh. So it's, it started where it should start. It's with. it's
1: this alignment. This gets into, I think, expectations of next season is that to get out of this, you got to hire the right person. Correct. We think we did that. Yep. We hope we did that. Um, when I look at some other examples here, now I'm going to use history as an example. That's a good idea. Alabama, 2007, Nick Saban. He's he, good. He comes in there yeah. after a number of seasons of where they have been. They've had losing seasons. They've yeah. gone through coaches. They had the Mike Price disaster, all well, that. And, and, and <clears throat> I, I think it's important to stress this too. Alabama,
0: though a good team at that time, you know, even prior to Saban's hire, like they were a a blue blood program. They were not the Alabama of today where everyone expects them to be in the national championship game every year. That's not how Alabama was rolling. They were a very good team. They put up very respectable scores and records, but they weren't the team that you thought was going to be in the national championship every year. That was not Alabama. They were a good pro. So I'm just saying
1: things can change so quickly. And what does it take?
0: the right coach it the takes right the right coach, coach. Yeah.
1: And, and you say it can change quickly 2007 nick saban's hired there they go seven and six in their first season they beat colorado in mm-hmm. the bowl game but they go six and six and they end the season losing to louisiana monroe they won a couple of games against i think Ole miss and arkansas and maybe tennessee they beat tennessee. So they won a couple of decent games picture us this year beating minnesota and colorado already have. But, but then you know the potential of losing to a Louisiana tech or something Alabama in year one of Nick Saban lost to Louisiana Monroe in that, that bye week game you essentially get the SEC gives them, you know, late in the season, they lost that game. Um, But by year two, they're 12 and two, you go to 1999, go to Bob Stoops at Oklahoma, and this is coming off of four straight losing seasons and really a decade, a bad decade by Oklahoma standards. And he starts off right away in year one, 1999, they go seven and five. And, you know, you get some things going, and by year two, they're and 13-0. They win the national championship. Go to 2001. Look at Pete Carroll at USC. To put things in perspective, at, in 2001, when, when Pete Carroll got to USC, and everyone looks at USC and goes, well, they're in L.A. You have all the California talent to recruit, all that good stuff. Go back and look at their records. They had one, mm-hmm. one double-digit winning season between 1980 and 2001. One. Wow. Say that one more time. One double-digit winning season. Okay. They had a 10-win season in like 88 or 89. I think Mike Riley was there it. at that time. USC? Were, at USC. He was an assistant coach. Oh, right? assistant. Okay. With Cooper. Was it Cooper when they had that? Uh, what It would have been 88. 89. I don't know if that's Robinson. I'm not oh, sure. Or maybe who,
0: Robinson. I think he – Well,
1: but, whatever. Not Cooper. But the point is, 99. that's what USC was going through. Yeah. Exactly. they're They're a blue blood of football. Yeah. And Pete Carroll, in year one, 2001, goes 6-6 six and six there. Now, going into 2002 – uh, I mean, maybe there's there's some real smart analytic guy out there that would have said, "Yeah, I knew I knew that Pete Carroll was going to get turned around." But I don't know that anybody in their right mind, 2002, knew that Pete Carroll was going to take USC to 11 and two in year two. No. And th- what this tells me is a couple of things. You and I have talked about expectations, and we've talked about ceilings and floors. And we'll never put a ceiling on this program. I will never sit there and say Nebraska. This can- your
0: ceiling. This is ours. <laughs>
1: I will never say Nebraska can't win X number of games next year. Nope. Okay. The, the, I don't know, the pragmatist to me or whatever, I would look at things next year and go, I'm looking at Nick Saban year one going seven and six. I'm looking at Bob Stoops going seven and five in year one. I'm looking at Pete Carroll going six and six in year, year one. And I would look at that and go, that seems a reasonable number to think, especially for us coming off of the, the four win seasons and everything is that, you know, a six or seven win season definitely should not be looked upon negatively by any light. I agree. And and I think you can see all kinds of levels of progress in that process. But what it also tells me is when I look at that second year, I don't know that we'll go 13-0 and in, in year two like Bob Stoops did, but the 11-2s and twos and 12-2s that, that Nick Saban and Pete Carroll did, if Matt Rule is as good of a coach as we think he is, He's demonstrated this at other programs where he took them over in worse situations than we were and took them to year three in their cases. we're talking about year two. This should not be a long runway. You know, I don't, this isn't a seven year runway that we heard about back in 2017 and 18. This should be, this should be get things right, do things right. And we can get this thing going.
0: If if they do as well, if they get, I would say anything beyond seven wins this year, is pretty damn good. I, I really would say that. I mean uh, historically it would I, I would agree with you. For and, sure. and and like that's not to say that I wouldn't be disappointed with the loss here or loss there. That, that's probably true because because I, I'll tell you this if we get to seven wins, my my imagination starts rolling. Like we could have done this, we could have done that. Probably sure probably we didn't if we get to seven wins, probably we didn't play very well in some games because that would have kept us from nine wins. Because that's what I think the level of talent on this team is. I guess is what I'm trying to say. And if that's the case then no small amount of credit should go to Scott Frost and the staff before this, you know, if, if we're going to kind of bring it back. But um, I know the transfer portal is going to make a big impact on that. If you're talking your starting quarterback, hell, even the, the running back grants a, a transfer. And there's, you know, the guys on the defense that might make a difference are transfer guys too. But still, it's going to be the core of the people that Frost and, those, and, that, and that group had recruited to, which I already think are a decent group of players. I already mm-hmm. think they're good guys. I already, and I know you would agree with me, think that they have been in more. Well, they have been in more games than almost any other program in history, and still lost those games. So, if coaching changes that that fact a little bit, if if being very good about situational football and building this team uh, vibe up, while well, doing like this Junction Boys thing about rec- uh, like just so, going to sell and like everything know, then then it's not going to be a terribly surprise a, a very big surprise to me if we win more than 7 games. No. You know, but it's just it's a hard thing because of recency bias. It's a hard thing to try to sell to somebody. Mm-hmm. But but I do think I don't think it's that big of a stretch of an imagination to do it because we're dealing with a coach that has no history here. You know, his history is And I'm not counting the NFL. I don't give a shit about the NFL when it comes to Mm. to this. His history is – he understands college football. And, like, you can tell just by how he's been handling these camps and getting into Texas and the NIL. Like, you can tell this isn't a guy who – Some people are so stubborn in their ways. Some are so set in their ways and so confident in their ability to do one thing that they aren't, they don't, they aren't able to adapt to new things. Rule does, isn't cut from that cloth rule looks at what, what what are my options? What are my tools? What can I use to my advantage? And I will find the right people. I will get the right people in position to maximize. And what you're saying Nebraska
1: is what a developmental program. That's what we're built to do. And what you're saying are traits of coaches that I would, I would, Say Pete Carroll's very similar to that. I'd say Bob Stoops is very similar to that. I'd say Nick Saban, very similar to that. They're gonna they're gonna do it their own way, they're gonna plug and play. You know, Jim Mesota here talks about you know, Pete Carroll hired a 25 or 24-year-old tight end coach, Lane Kiffin. Hmm? I've heard of him. Sound well, and sounds interesting, right? That's what Pete Carroll did in year one. Hired a young coach. i uh-huh. <clears throat> Heard of that before. He also inherited a talented but maligned quarterback, Carson Palmer. But the maligned here, part is very on point,
0: Jim, because I remember Carson Palmer as a recruit, and he was a big time yep. recruit. But when he had got there, he was already kind of considered to be a bust. So that is yep. a great point.
1: And one of the things that's different between all the three uh, previously mentioned coaches that I've been talking about here—Stoops and Saban and Carroll—one of the things that they didn't have at their uh, at their. Uh, uh, an option at that time was the the portal right or oh, yeah. nil yeah so i mean the option for rule to be able to go out there and and rebuild a, a roster even faster I well mean, let, our starting quarterbacks going to be it could have been uh, a quarterback coming back it could have been thompson but he was able to go into this portal that didn't exist back then and that's where our starting quarterbacks going to come out now. it's
0: it's hard to know how much that's going to be a a of benefit to him or not because there are other teams are also now yeah, everyone gets to I mean beat. look at sure. Iowa. They they got Michigan's backup quarterback and now they're 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 slotted to win the West because of that. It's sure clearly because of that. Because if they didn't have him, no one would be talking about Iowa in that vein. Yeah, they got they brought in a couple other guys too. I think but, a tight end receiver, but no, like, yeah, but they always have tight ends and they always have some but like if you don't have that no, quarterback. Right. So my point is like other teams have access to that as well, but the, but it's not so much that who you got it's more about how are you utilizing the tool and i feel like we are utilizing the tool properly i think we might i, I heard a sip and uh callahan talking about a uh, preseason magazines, and they were talking about um uh preseason all conference players i mean i think michigan has like six on offense we have nobody and then like we have mm-hmm. our highest guys like second team with with uh uh, Quentin Newsom at cornerback, and then we got a couple third teamers and everything. So, so like just on paper, out of the gate, we look like a lesser talented team.
1: But how different is that if if we start performing? In, 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 <laughs> in, like, like how how surprised are you if, if Thomas Fedoni you know has this breakout could, season? Are you telling me Jeff Sims doesn't have all conference ability, ability or or an Anthony Grant running back, exactly. or, or whatever? I mean, you can start going Save down your bets, or, or any one of the number of offensive linemen that right. we've already been talking right. about in the past, right. uh, Prasca stays healthy for a year. Right. Ben Hart plays up to that. Exactly. That uh, Chief Borders is he okay? Is he better than we thought? Go. You know, so or or, 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 or top Do, do we, do we get
0: like a, a defensive freshman player of the year with with one of those defensive well or one of those yeah guys, yeah or, or yeah so Leonard or Leonard Cameron Leonard yeah Leonard I feel yeah. like that's a guy's name I'm going to have to learn because I think I don't know well I don't that's too early for predictions about that but <laughs> but. That will be the difference maker. Like, yes, Michigan and rightfully so has more first team everybody's, but that's because they won. If we won more games, then our players were looked at as better players. Sure. So all we have to do is win. It's it's just kind of this thing that's like, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? What comes first, the better players or the better development or the better record? It's like it's in college football. It's such a blend. If you're if you're doing your if you're doing right by the guys. Maybe you you cultivate an All American or All Big Ten player, and that brings in more guys. It's it's not it's not super complicated. It's just a little. Mm. It, it what's it what's the right word for it? It's it's all about the processes. It's mm. all about it's all about the culture, and it's all about having coaches that know what they're doing. Like it, Harbaugh, three years ago was looked at as a buffoon. <laughs> he was. People hate him. Like he's on the hot seat. He was on the hot seat the, the exact same time Scott Frost was on the hot seat for the first time.
1: But yep. I mean, actually, he was on the
0: hot seat the year before Frost got hired.
1: Yeah, because he was there. He got there earlier and, than Frost. And, and like, but, but
0: but what did Michigan do to their credit? They held on to a guy that actually figured out how to figure some stuff out.
1: And, and, and he and he made some changes. One of the things he did, they, they got under center more. Yeah, they. they they doubled down on playing a different style, more physical style of football to compete against Ohio yeah. State where they felt like they couldn't just man for man always recruit. Even Michigan didn't, you know, couldn't quite recruit at the level of Ohio State if they were just going to try to go man for man, position for maybe. position. And they maybe they, not quite they wanted to have a schematic advantage on them and they got to understand they played they have played physical against Ohio State, the way that his Stanford teams played physical against Oregon well, back in the day and yeah. did things that – I remember Scott Frost at one of those coaches clinics, the first ones we went to, where when he talked about – He wanted to build um, Oregon speed and Husker power. Mm -hmm. He specifically referenced Stanford back in the day where he's like, we were great at Stanford or Oregon. We did all these things. We could score a hundred points on everybody except once a year we would play Stanford and they'd hit us in the mouth. And we just couldn't, we couldn't do this or that. that. And when I took over my own program, I knew I wanted to be able to beat a team that could take on that Stanford, but also go and score a hundred points the way that Oregon did. And obviously you know, what, what you got little pieces of both, and then but none, none of it ever led um, to any wins.
0: But that's a great point with with Michigan versus Ohio State because let's face it, they're decreeing with the conference. That's that's not a
1: that's not
0: an indictment. That's just how it is right now. Yeah, that's just how it is right now. And you're right, Ohio State was just maybe this much better at recruiting the high end guys than Michigan. But now what Michigan has gotten better doing is taking the high end guys that they're recruiting that are maybe maybe this much lower, but they've had them for three more years yeah and and or or one more year and that one more year can equate into really knowing situational football again and being able to take advantage of of close game situations and beating them right now they're the cream of the conference and that was such Absolutely. a slow
1: takeover that it's almost it almost was like a magic trick how he did it they won ohio this goes back again to uh, the recency bias and hey we've lost you know the last six seasons we know what that was michigan lost i think 7 16 out of 17 times to Ohio State. It's a large stretch. I think it was 16 out of 17 times. Somebody can, can I'm sure, you know, fact check me there. But um they've won back to back now. Yeah. And and not just back to back, they've done it again. The the physical style of play of well, the whole thing, it's too. It's not, it's
0: not, like the Fr- Scott. Okay. If Scott Frost was going to be very successful in the Big Ten, it was going to be because of his magical offensive powers. You know, mm-hmm. like Michigan isn't doing anything fancy. They're just grinding yeah. you out and they're beating you down, and their players are good
1: enough. Not maybe upper echelon, but they have six first team all. First let's team let's use let's use Iowa as as our example right okay. now. So Iowa's our Ohio State, and we went out there and we beat them last year, and we did. No, yep. but you In know one of the reasons we beat them was that Trey Palmer had a classic day, and we threw you know a couple of deep bombs on them and everything. Okay, that's great. I'm glad we took. I'll take the win every time we can take it. For us to beat if we're gonna beat Iowa this year, the way in a if we're kind of progressing, I want to see us beat them a different way. I'd love to see us get under center, I'd love to see us physically beat this team. Well, I'd love to see us beat Wisconsin that way as a program, yeah, as a sure. program. Yeah, like that man, looks better. You know, I'll take the win anyway. I'll take the win anyway. But I know exactly but, what you're talking but like about. to me, a more consistent thing is I don't know that every time we play Iowa, we're gonna throw the ball. 80 yard passes on them it's and, a better and do that.
0: indication of a of, of future success for the program if we beat them in a
1: in a very almost uh i don't lunch, say, i lunch, don't want say big box I don't want to say big 10way a Nebraska Way when people say, you know, like Nebraska getting back into Big Ten football this year, how you know, uh, um, Satterfield and, and Rule have talked about winning in cold weather and all this, and that's Big Ten football. That's Nebraska football. Wow, I know that should you, be Nebraska. That's Nebraska football first and foremost. I'm glad it works in the Big Ten, but that's Nebraska football. We need to get back to Nebraska football. We do, we do. But I feel in like- and, and the Big and Ten, and the Big Ten can pull us, can pull that out of us. That that's a positive about the Big Ten. I'm 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 not crapping on the Big Ten here. I'm no, just saying, no, 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 no. no. The, 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 Nebraska's gonna be at its best when Nebraska plays Nebraska. It, it, yeah, style because football.
0: What, what will be irritating is
1: well Nebraska finally learned how to play Big Ten football. Oh. Like that would be
0: annoying because that's not true. What we what we have done is got away from who we were, which was, was more of a a Thank big you. ten blueprint, I would agree. I would agree that our blueprint of success in the past was more suited for the what the Big Ten currently is now. But to say that Nebraska's finally playing Big Ten football and that's why we have success will be irritating. Because as fans, longtime mm-hmm. fans, that's what we were clamoring for anyway. It was like, no, 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 yeah. run the damn ball, huddle, you know, execute, hit hard on defense, and turn it, make you know, play fundamental football. Like that's what like like we never said stop doing that. That's all that's uh, a, a fan base. We're like, I really wish we'd just go three and out so quickly that the <laughs> defense was exhausted and then we scrambled around and didn't play hard at the line of scrimmage and let teams just run the ball down our throat. Like we never said that. That's not what we wanted. It, you know, it wasn't like, "Oh, I hope we can get interceptions so quickly that we can get the ball back on offense." That's what Frost thought we needed to do, but like that was never going to happen in this conference. So, but regardless, I guess if they're going to say it's Big Ten football and Nebraska is finally playing Big Ten, well, so be hey, it. Hey, as hey, long hey, as we're winning, yeah,
1: because fine, we're we're sitting at ten and two, and they're ha- they're having that conversation. Then I'm happy with that too. Then that means that we're that means yep. we're ten and two, yep. and we're winning games and. And we can have that conversation, but so Tony talks about how har- he hates how much Harbaugh. <laughs> yeah, but when, what back.
0: would be worse, Harbaugh or Fleck? I mean, I'd rather have Jim grow on me than than Page,
1: if that, I mean, to go back like, to Mike, that weird. they both sound like <laughs> a little funky. PJ <laughs> PJ Fluke has a punchable face. I don't know if Harbaugh has a punchable face. I guess I've never uh, thought of it. Slappable,
0: that way. I mean, <laughs> maybe not punchable. I think he would definitely he would be a crazy guy to fight. I wouldn't want to fight him at all. Uh uh-huh. he just seems like. It would get it, it would be difficult. He's crazy. He's fully crazy. Well, where are we at with
1: things? I don't know. This is, <laughs> this is maybe we'll do parting shots. What do you so think? So soon? No. I, I mean, God, we've gone, we've gone an hour and three minutes. Thank you so much. All the all the followers have been following along and making comments and stuff. Really appreciate it. Um, you know what? I uploaded this. This is funny. We'll just play it here just for the just enjoy. This is a couple weeks old, but this was a Iowa. This is AI. We got to be careful with AI now. Yeah, it, well. It's getting out there. This was a AI of uh, Kirk Ferentz talking. So this is not real. Okay. I kind of got fooled. I'll, I'll admit it. That, I hear first. it. No, okay. that was Due to the ongoing investigation into alleged gambling improprieties at the University of Iowa, I cannot get into specifics. However, I would like to address one issue, although it certainly would explain a lot. And I mean, an awful lot. There is no truth to my son Brian shaving the hell out of points during games, none whatsoever. It was simply ineptitude. I won't be taking questions at this time. Thank you. Okay. I don't see any fakeness. I I sent that to the to the to the guys, the uh-huh. other guys that, yeah. that text chain. And I mean, I, I looked at it for two seconds, and I sent it to those guys. I'm like, what is this? And they're like, they're like, honk, you couldn't have fallen for that. I was like, no, I didn't. It's not that I fell for it. It's just that. I, well, I, okay, but that, that's a little arrogant in the statement
0: it looks pretty real and I it's mean, only going to get real. I'm not that mad that you No, that's it's, what I'm saying.
1: I, it's, it's scary as hell is what it is. I mean, it, I mean, it,
0: that's probably just his real thoughts. That's, a, <laughs> that's the thing. Like the part of the part that made it real is like, if somebody was just going to get real, like, that's what he would say. He would say, it certainly it, is an aptitude
1: for me, it was the, it was, it was what went through my head immediately. Cause I just wasn't, I, I literally, I, I had like 10 other things on my mind. I just watched it on Twitter one time. And I was like, what? what? And my and very initial thought was, like, you know, he's such a, a straight, you know, mm-hmm. lace kind of guy. I was like, maybe he was somehow like trying to have fun. Like, every once in a while, Osborne would have fun about something like where you wouldn't yeah. think, you know, he'd say something and, and you, you know, he's such a deadpan kind of guy. And I was like, maybe he did that. But then, you know, again, I, I then I rewatched and well, I was, was like, yeah. Okay. It's really super silly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, not true, but it was fun. <laughs> it's funny when it's someone else's It team. is. It's it not is. funny when. When uh, when you know what else
0: is fun is like going into an off season and not worrying about like your head coach talking about not playing a game that was the like the signature game on the season. Yeah, like say Oklahoma was on your schedule, and all of a sudden you're like trying to get out of it. That'd be embarrassing. Uh, Like that's a season, an off season of not. That was that. So to tie it all back into a season of having fun, I. I just, I really welcome the news right now from the program. I don't, yeah. I don't give a shit about what players we do or don't get recruiting wise. I, I know we're trying in the right places, and ultimately, this year's recruiting was is going to boil down to this year's record. Yeah, and 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 uh, we can
1: always flip a guy later. Later, when, on, and with the games. transfer portal,
0: we can get him back anyway. The to me, the focus is got to be the guys on the team this year and how good no. we play. We need at minimum. At minimum six wins. Yeah, And you, I'm saying yeah, minimum. I'm
1: talking the history. The history I don't give we, a
0: shit what our record's been the last four or five the, years. We need six wins this year. I, no, don't, I love
1: Matt rule, but I, get her there. I'm not interested. And I don't want to do this, even as we get closer to the season. I'll let the, the BetCast guys do this. I'm not interested in go, doing a game-by-game breakdown on the show. I'll do it on Twitter with the polls just because we always do that. But I, I'm not interested in going through, can we beat Minnesota? Yes, right. no. Can we beat right. Colorado? I'm, I'm not interested in that. History – the the pragmatist and me, the history would tell us that six and six and seven and six, seven and five. I mean, that's what Nick Saban and Bob suits and Pete Carroll did in their right. first year. And we all we all, you know, universally consider those guys to be incredible coaches. And what they're, they've done, what they did was amazing. They're terrible. If, if we went six been. and six or seven and five in, in year one, um, even with some close losses or whatever, nobody should sit there and and and, and look poorly on that. I think it, it's about building something and it's about leading to something down the road. And that's what and really setting that foundation. That's the things I'm seeing that that was doing already.
0: And we've talked about it before, but not all seven and fives are created equal. If we're in the five games and they're really tight and they, and and the other team actually beats us and we don't beat ourselves. I think, I think most Husker fans could live with that and be okay with it in, and you know, that's probably the
1: best we can hope for right now. It's gonna be a dog fight. Most games are gonna be a dogfight this F- season. season's all about F U N fun. Football's undefeated national champs. Thank you, Anthony. I all think that's right. a I think that's a great way to to kind of go at her. So Tony. let's do, let's do a little parting shots, man. All right, okay. It's it has been a while since we've done one of these. It's the dog days of of the offseason summer here. Right now, the 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 team is just getting back onto campus, starting all their summer stuff. Yes, you know. What are, your, what are your final thoughts? Well, like?
0: I too have, am kind of going into to fall camp mode already. <laughs> I've started cultivating mass. Uh, I'm going mostly center <laughs> mass. Uh, I'm using a lot of carbs and, and, and high sugar
1: um, products, I'm, I'm but I feel right. like
0: I feel like later on that's going to help me with my leverage. Also, uh, to uh, <laughs> to my Lincolnites out there, voluntary water bans— isn't that the saddest thing ever? It's like saying, "Hey, go ahead and let your yard die." <laughs> and I'm like, "Hey." Not on my watch, bro. <laughs> make it mandatory. <laughs> if you don't make it mandatory, this guy's watery. <laughs> Just kidding. But, but uh, don't forget to spade neuter all your pets.
1: Yeah. Well, that was the thing. In, in May, I think it was the – Ken Shimmick said it was the driest May in the history of – or second driest May in the history of, of Lincoln. But then, like, the first three days of June, we basically had, like, a full June's worth of, of rain already, at least down where, I, where I'm living. So, eh, it's all cyclical. It's all cyclical. I mean, it's- I mean, what a great transition to football there! Exactly. The weather, football—it's all cyclical, baby. Yeah. It comes back.
0: I just want to have some fun with it. We,
1: we've had six straight losing seasons. It's all cyclical, baby. It can't keep going. No. Seven would be no. terribly unlucky.
0: No, no, we're, <laughs> we're gonna win. We're gonna we're gonna have a winning season this year. Let's just say it. Yeah. But, you know, I'm and, more than and, confident. In and that. by the way, thank you for everybody in the chat. That was a lot of fun. It's always nice to have some interaction as we go because uh, Matt pointed this out earlier, but we just sort of. We just have a couple drinks and like, Hey, should we go live? Let's go live. And then we went live. So it's nice to have a little direction, a little, a little back and forth. And, uh, it was a lot of fun tonight. So thanks so much. Yeah. This is a great Matt's rule. I don't really have an next.
1: Oh yeah. We, we forgot. What did this we say? A
0: go big mess.
1: Uh, what did um, we say? It's a uh, just, Oh, just remember, just remember Matt's, Matt's rule. rule. Okay, we're gonna stop for a second. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we still have a. <laughs> so Matt Mac has one party. So, he yeah, has a, like, He has a dream. A he forgot. Shot. He wants to. So tell my it.
0: brother Mike, who's a very big uh, Deion Sanders fan, in fact, we have a bet about how the season's gonna go. Anyway, I had this dream the other day where, like, Mike and Matt Rule are hanging out. And I'm trying <laughs> to get ready for work, and I can't find my, I can't find my my shirt top, and I'm having a hard time finding my badge to get to work. And the whole time, I see. Matt Rule whispering, like talking to my brother. He's like, this, this guy is an elite. He's not ready for the, he's not ready for the big time. He's just not elite. And I'm like, it crushed me. When I woke up, I was visibly disturbed by my wife. And she's like, what's going on, I'm like, he doesn't think I'm elite. I can't keep, <laughs> I can't find my stuff. And it's, he's right, because I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm not focused for the off It was, it was hilarious. And and so I just want. <laughs> I just want Matt Rule to know I I've, I've changed the game. I'm
1: I'm I'm totally locked in for the offseason. What is wrong? With, I had a dream about Rule like two nights ago. <laughs> and I can't remember like all the details, but I remember at one point saying like we look alike, right? <laughs> I know. I, I don't,
0: don't remember, remember the dream
1: the... going, "Why are you hanging out with my brother? Should we be here with my boy
0: Matt. He looks so much like you. We could have so much fun with this." And yeah. Man. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Take 2. Just just remember Matt, Matt Rule. <laughs> A Heard at Sports Network production.